Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style so they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. Back at the same cool time, same cool channel of 8 to 9 p.m. And this is Cool Radio. What we do is you can catch me on your team. Once again, people, you're now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! You already know, your ass better call somebody indeed, especially now that we are back at our home sweet home time of 8 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, reunited and it feels so good. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of stories to discuss on today's show. We have Tyga to discuss, all right? Whether or not he should be sexting other females or males for that part. We also have the debacle with Bill Cosby. We are going to break that down in depth and also... Joe Budden calling out Meek Mill for being in love? Really? That's what's going on? That's how rappers are battling these days? We are going to be talking about that as well. Later on in the show, we also have the brain trust behind the clothing brand known as I Run T.O. They will be in studio around the 815 mark. We will be talking to them about their clothing line and also about the stories that entail within Trip Talk. But first... There are some things that I have to talk about that I have to get off my chest. You already know how I do with this segment, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's time to let that dish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yes, it is definitely time to let that dish breathe. Um, this one, and ladies and gentlemen, the stories that I will be talking about on today's episode were well worthy of being Wanks of the Week, but we're going to fit them into Trip Talk. But this one was my first candidate for Wanks of the Week, but I'm just, I'm just going to say it right now anyway. So there was a young man in the United States, um, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, uh, who was fired from his job at McDonald's. A uh, 17-year-old uh, uh, black individual was fired from McDonald's because he decided to put his mixtape inside a Happy Meal. All right? So he didn't put like a toy in the Happy Meal like you're normally supposed to do. He didn't put in the Hot Wheels car. He didn't put in the Barbie doll. He didn't put in My Little Pony. He didn't put in, you know, a Despicable Me action figure. He put in his mixtape. Now, the name of the mixtape you say, and I quote, Tales of a Real Nigga. So he thought it was age appropriate to put a title of a music project as such as that in a child's meal. All right. Now there was a, a statement from the family who caught, not even caught wind, but basically listened to the project because they thought, you know, it was going to be some, you know, Disney, you know, disc or something like that. But instead they heard some of the most vulgar obscenities that they have ever heard in music. So basically, McDonald's caught wind of this, of course, and they took action on the young man, and they fired him. Now, I can't say I feel sorry for the kid, because at the end of the day, this is another moment of when keeping a real goes wrong. Now, I know you're trying to be business savvy. You're trying to be the next Jay-Z in that regard, and it's quite an original idea. I'm not going to knock it as far as originality is concerned. But as far as common sense is concerned, which is a quality that a lot of people are lacking these days, you do not, under any circumstances, put in a mixtape entitled, quote-unquote, Tales of a Real Nigga inside a McDonald's Happy Meal. You don't do this. This is like somebody working the late shift at McDonald's and writing on the tinfoil paper, make it gang bang. You don't do that, all right? There, there are certain rules to this. Now, he could have done the, the traditional route. He could have, you know, passed it on after, you know, the night at the club. 
he could have passed it on at school. At school, it would have been fine because you're passing it on to, you know, all of your classmates and stuff like that who are within your age range. To your principal, I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far. But to your school, I would expect that. That's what kids did back in my day. I don't know if it's changed because of social media or what have you. Hell, speaking of social media, you could have done that. You could have promoted it on social media. You have had a much larger following for that. But no, you decided that you wanted to put it in a five-year-old bag of McFries and McApple slices and Mc whatever the hell they're making up these days. You do not do that. You are not supposed to do that. That does not fly. Let me reiterate: under no circumstances do you put in a mixtape with that title in a kid's play meal. You just don't do that. You're asking for a firing. And who knows? Maybe he was asking for a firing. Maybe he was trying to think of the most craziest way to get fired. If that's the case, I hope that was the case. Because if you actually thought to yourself for one single solitary second that that was a brilliant idea, then you, sir, are the unofficial exit of the week for that. And I have nothing further to say beyond that. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back to the show, uh, we have the creators and the brain trust of I Run TO. We are going to be talking about that brand, the movement that they are trying to create, and a whole bunch of other things. But before we get to that, we need to get to some music, like we always do. And this one right here comes from my man, Logic. All right, This kid, I'm telling you, give him like two, three more years, he will be the talk of the town all right this guy is crazy he put out an album called under pressure back in september of last year most slept on album of 2014 by far this track right here is called buried alive and we're gonna get to that right now so keep it locked this is cool radio we'll be right back after these messages yeah all right welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen you are now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, the main event of the evening has arrived. What I love about the city of Toronto is that there are so many hungry go-getters, movers, and shakers that are looking to build their own brand so that in time they can work for themselves and build up their own wealth and equity. We are so rooted in the arts, whether it be film, television, music, clothing especially, because we're like one of the major fashion capitals on the planet. And these guys right here who are sitting in front of me are looking to add to that. Their brand is not just a clothing line, but it's also a movement, a movement to inspire a city full of millions and maybe even go beyond borders for future times. Ladies and gentlemen, I am with the creators and the establishers of the I Run T.O. clothing brand. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, man. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Most definitely. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself so the people know who you are on the other side of the speaker, if you don't mind. So I'll start off with um, my man too on my left. So my name is uh, Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go on Instagram by Mr. Iron T.O. My friends knows me as Lefty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm officially the CEO. I'm the one that started it, uh, Iron T.O. All right. My name is Casey. Everybody calls me Coots. Um, it's a founder from the start. <coughs> and yeah, I'm a pretty big player in this. There you go. There you go. I'm not a few words. Few but important words nonetheless. All right. We got Clinton and Casey in the building most definitely. That sounds like a group actually. Kind of like Casey and JoJo or something like that, you know? <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So first question I got to ask, man. Like, how did you guys get this thing started? Man, this this story, I tell it every day and I never forget a step. I was just uh, at one time, I just wanted to print a shirt for myself basketball was done for me it wasn't working out anymore mm-hmm. i saw the dream that i couldn't make it to that next level anymore mm-hmm. and i was studying business at that time at george brown and then uh i put the design together i run toronto and I, when i started it was just two or three shirts for myself and i told my boy casey like what do you think about these shirts you know what do you think about this i showed it to all my family my friends and they're like you know this is pretty dope mm-hmm. and then as i progressed in my learning at uh, george brown and my business I kind of learned that how to build a business and the importance of sharing something that what you have. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, maybe I should share this brand with people. Maybe I should share this movement. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't just be a shirt for me. <laughs> and then I called up Casey and then I'm like, let's, let's start a business. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do this. And we had no experience, but I was learning. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically how I run Teal got started. Uh, I, I ended up joining after I got the call cause I was in college at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just wasn't working out, man. I wasn't working and like I was focused in school, but as a lot of people listening might know, like school is stressful, man. So mm-hmm. we ended up just taking it to the next step and um like we really started to push. Um number one thing I could recommend is reading. Like always read, whether or not it's on whatever you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. I, I had to get that cool drop right there, man. Knowledge is power, most definitely. Um so now you have the brand. Um, what was the reception like when the brand first came out? Like when you guys first made it like, like a public entity? Uh, Clint, I'll start off with you. Uh, well, when the, fr- when the brand just came out, it kind of like went hand in hand because I was studying business at that time. And my prof said, you know, do a project on a business or create a business. Mm-hmm. And that was a couple weeks right after I spoke to Casey. And I'm just like, let's start up a brand. But mm-hmm. we didn't really know where to go from there. Mm-hmm. So in my class, I told my group, you know what, let, let's do it on my business. And they're like, well, you have a business. What is it about? I'm like, it's a clothing brand. It's called that in Toronto. I showed them the logo. And they're like, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So then we sat together and we figured this whole marketing schedule. And we just did every aspect of a business plan together with my group. Mm-hmm. And then after I had the blueprint down, and then that's when I brought it back to Kay. And then we kind of said, we can put this together now. We just got to get people to fill in the roles and then we can we can actually do this and take over the city and that's kind of how we did the blueprint absolutely yeah generally we got we get a pretty good reception from like a lot of toronto folks because it's a it's in brand like in it's a hometown brand Mm -hmm. um it being i run to a lot of people like they feel the movement because like in that sense i run to you could go a lot of ways with it Mm -hmm. so like everybody that we work with like we have a lot of people who they, they really like us on all aspects of it. Absolutely. I'd be well liked. It's all about Toronto, right? <laughs> Definitely. Now, um, so with the Iron CEO, like it's not only just a clothing line, but it's also it also seems more like a movement of sorts as well. Uh, so what, what's the concept behind the movement of Iron CEO? Well, one of the main concepts behind Iron CEO is kind of like rep your city. Mm-hmm. You know, rep where you're from, rep your set, rep your community. community. So... Once we got the brand established, we wanted to establish the local communities and get around the communities in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So right now, our main focus is going back to the schools where we used to go to and kind of like spread the word out there and go back and host charity events, Mm -hmm. soccer tournaments, basketball tournaments, and get people to rep their cities and their community where they're from. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of it, um, like it being a movement, Mm -hmm. it follows the idea of you being the best in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So basically you run the city if you're a dancer, if you're an actor, if mm-hmm. you're a singer, you figuratively or you could literally run the city. You could mm-hmm. be a actual runner. Exactly. And we're pushing this towards we're pushing this towards every group. It's not it's not aimed at a single mm-hmm. type. Exactly. So it's not just predicated to like one medium. There's multiple mediums for it. So yeah. I can easily see that being, you know, involved with athletics, especially, you know, for anyone who wants to be a track runner, you know, I run CO, you know, like, like, it just, it sells itself, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. <clears throat> so with the rise of Toronto's popularity, uh, we all know that Drake pretty much sparked that for this uh, generation going forward, you know, with the, uh, the 2010s uh, decade, so to speak. Um, with that being said, do you feel as though that, not only your movement, but other movements as well. Uh, this is like the most opportune time to do it now that the city is starting to get recognition. Definitely. I feel like this is the perfect time. Like this summer, we got the Pan Am Games. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people coming in the city. So for them to see the logo and to see what we're already doing, mm-hmm. like it's the perfect time to grow. The fact that Drake is affiliated with the Raptors mm-hmm. and he's spreading the word of the city all over, it helps the brand because. Toronto's officially on the map now. Vince Carter gave us a little nudge, but mm-hmm. you know Drake is putting us over that hump. We got the Pan Am Games. We got the All-Star Weekend next week. Like, Who would have thought mm-hmm. that? So yeah. definitely our marketing <laughs> is teared up around all of that stuff, and it's given us a lot more boost. And people outside of Toronto now wants to rep Toronto. Like, You don't yeah. need to live here to rep it anymore. People come in here, and they want to rep Toronto exactly. stuff. Exactly. So definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Casey's just like, yep, straight up, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed that up um, with you know people outside of Toronto wanting to rep Toronto because how many times has it been the other way around where it's like some people want to rep Brooklyn or they want to rep Cali or they want to rep Philly or something like that. But now we've come to a point where you know because someone has given us the coast side, which is Drake, basically. 
that we can now, you know, run as our own entity. Uh, speaking of which, however, that kind of coincides with this whole screw face mentality stigma that we've had that we've had to deal with for over a decade at the very least. And I'm just being modest when I say that. So with that being said, do you feel as though now that a lot of people, a lot more people are taking more pride in where they're coming from? Whether it's because of Drake or or whatever the case may be, do you feel as if that screw face mentality is starting to shallow a little bit? Well, as it stands right now in the city, a lot of people like they wait for the next biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of wait for you to get your nudge first. Yeah, like, they kind of wait for a major cosign, or yeah, something that'll get you more of a push mm-hmm. before they really start to like mess with you. Mm-hmm. Um, me growing up though, like in the city, I'd say. Like a lot of like it's changed a lot more. Like beforehand, there was a lot more people not who wouldn't support like Toronto groups. But yeah, yeah. As long as you get like as long as you're doing like you know what you're doing and like mm-hmm. you have the right push, then yeah, I think Toronto's Toronto's pretty getting pretty good with that. Yeah, from what I remember as a kid, I remember the first time I really have I really had like a slice of that Toronto pride, so to speak, was probably when I listened to Cardinal Official's Bacardi Slang back in two thousand and one. Yeah. I watched that video a good three times before I realized that this guy filmed the video in Toronto, <laughs> was from Toronto, and was talking about Toronto slang. Mind you, I grew up in the suburbs of, like, of yeah. like the west side of the GTA. So, like, I was, like, yeah, completely, like, unaware of all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't hear about that until maybe I moved, to, like, to, to Brampton briefly, and that's when I was like, oh, so this is what he was talking about. And I feel like that kind of that period, that golden age, renaissance period, whatever you want to call it, I feel like it kind of went from like 98 to about 2004. Because yeah. that's when you had Shot Claire coming, you had Cardi, you had Socrates, yeah. and everyone was yeah. collaborating with anyway, everyone, and we yeah. didn't care about America or anything. Yeah. We had people, we had Diddy asking about Shot Claire, we had Wyclef <laughs> asking about Chaos. So that was the era where I could, where I could consider the golden era. But I think when Crunk came in and when, you know, BT came in with its own channel on, on in Canada, I think people kind of gravitated away from that. I think that's where the Screwface mentality kind of manifested itself. To be honest, I think a lot of it, um, it ended up going south. Like, it ended up going, like, kind of even New York lost it, like, around oh, yeah. the same time that we did. Like, a lot of the attention went down towards, like, Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. where, like, the whole Crump movement, like, that's yeah. when everybody was, like, starting to get into that. Um, exactly. Now that we're getting, like, it's kind of like Toronto's getting back on schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting to where we're supposed to be. Over the next, say, five to ten years, like, I could see us being a real superpower in the world, actually. Yep. So. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm not even saying, I'm not even agreeing because it's Toronto. I'm agreeing because there is so much to fall back on. I mean, apart from, you know, the talented musicians and, musicians and artists that we have, you have so many events that go on already. You have the Toronto, you have the Toronto International Film Festival. You have the Pan Man Games that are going on right now. Our sports teams, yeah, the jury's still out on that, but nonetheless, it's still a popular destination. Like, there's a whole bunch of things that Toronto has a lot to offer because we are such a diverse melting pot. Like, we are one of the few diasporas in this world that has so much attention. And it's, it, again, it's only a matter of time. So, I agree with all of you guys on that. Um, we're going to talk more about that later on. But. Around here at Cool Radio, we like to play games with the guests, all right? We like to have the people at home listening and enjoy what's going on and stuff like that. So there's two games that I like to play. So this one is a new game that I kind of introduced uh, a month ago, roughly or so. Uh, this game is called Cool Like That. So uh, let's drop that real quick. So for all the people listening at home, for you gentlemen as well, uh, the track in the background is from a popular uh, underground hip-hop group from the 90s called Diggable Planets. And their hit single was entitled Cool Like That. All right. So the correct name of this game, I think I said the correct name of this game is Cool Like That. It's actually called Cool or Uncool. So pardon me on that. So basically, it's, it's as simple as this. I'm going to give you a bunch of random scenarios. And you're going to tell me if it's cool or uncool. Do, do, do we kind of understand the terminology behind yes, that? All right, all that right. Works, that works. So with that being said, let's get to it. Um, we, we got some basketball fans in the house, right? Definitely. Yes, all right. Yeah, now let's, 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 let's start. Um, Golden State Warriors repeating as NBA champions. Cool or uncool? Uncool. No one yeah. does it anymore, man. No one does it anymore? Yeah, I'd, like, say, I'd say cool. I'd say cool. Okay, okay. So we're split on that. All right. Um, let's see here. Anthony Davis signing for $145 million. Cool or uncool? That's so cool. 
Casey, what I do you have say? To say? It depends. Right? That's cool, man. Yeah, it's, cool. it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's, cool. I mean, it's cool. a lot of money. <laughs> it is a lot of money. With the with the uh, the cap going up, everyone's getting stupid money. Like, what's his name? Brandon Brandon Knight from the Phoenix Suns is getting paid seventy million over five years. That is uncool. Shocked in a full star, right? <laughs> same man who missed a layup in a playoff game. Same man who got who got destroyed by DeAndre Jordan, who we'll get to later on in the show. Uh, but let's keep it moving, shall we? <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alert. Um, the Toronto Raptors and their uh, offseason moves thus far, cool or uncool? Uncool. Definitely I, uncool. Really? Please elaborate. Um, it, it's like they're going back to being rookies again. Like, they don't... Like, they're going back to being a terror... Like, they're trying to go from, say, third place back down to, like, eighth. If. Like, <laughs> well, like what are they looking for this next season? Like, mm. as a fan, I can't tell you. I'm actually kind of lost. Like, what is it, what's their motive? They brought back Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph, can somebody tell me why, please? I think okay. No, go ahead. Go I think ahead. it's cool. I I had a vision about what Masai is trying to do and what Casey is trying to do. I feel like they had the chemistry last year, and the guys just mentally they weren't there. So you know what? They set an example. They're like, if you guys don't want to be here, then you guys can leave. And they got rid of all the cancers from the team. I love you, Amir. I'm sorry, but you know it's time to win. We can't afford to give you all that money, but. I think it's cool what they're doing. They brought in Corey Joseph. We're probably going to get Tristan soon. Don't quote me on that. And we're working on Wiggins. We'll, we'll get him before 30, but after 28. <laughs> I'll say that much. Um, as far as Joseph goes, normally I'd scoff at the 30 million contract, but you got you to gotta understand he's coming from a championship organization like the San Antonio Spurs. Yep. The way they develop their players, they develop them by like an extra three years. So right now, Corey Joseph is what, 24? As far as the NBA player is concerned, he's 27. All right? So I feel like the way they develop their players, is it's very championship-esque. I'm not saying he's going to completely turn around the franchise the minute he steps onto the court. But I'm saying this right now. He will be Kyle Lowry's replacement. Guaranteed. He will be his replacement. If he is, I'm hoping he drops at least 10 points a game, man. Hope, hope you well, get, uh... put it this way. Put it this way. Kojo had to play behind Tony Parker, and he also had to play behind Patty Mills, and at one point in time, he had to play behind Gary Neal. He had to play behind a lot of people, but now that he's going to be arguably the sixth man off the bench, he's going to get a chance to prove himself. So I think he has a very good chance that he can make a name for himself in Toronto. I'm not saying he's going to be the next superstar, and that's another thing, too. I don't want anyone to put unnecessary pressure on him, but I feel like he's going to be a very good, solid addition, especially with the defensive route that they want to take with this team. Yeah, I think it's a cool route. Definitely. Defense first. We want guys that want to play defense. Defense is important, but I want the I want it to be balanced. When the season first started last year, it was well balanced. It was well balanced. But when February hit, that's when everything just took a nosedive for whatever reason. That's up to speculation. Injury. Injuries, you know, egos, you know, yeah. co- coaches clashing, clashing with, with players. Right? I, th- I think it's that Lou Williams two girlfriend situation, but I won't elaborate on that now. <laughs> You won't? Why not? <laughs> I'm going to save that for another day if he calls me save back. Save that for another Oh, whoa. Shots. Shots fired. <laughs> and on that note, we got one more game to get to. This one is a mainstay on the network, man. This one is a mainstay. Uh, I like to call this one I'd Quit the Game. So uh, let's drop that real quick. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right. So in an alternate universe, you guys are living the bachelor life, all right? Guys are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. But there you go. Give me that Ric Flair one more time. (laughs) There you go. I I knew we got a wrestling fan here. (laughs) However, there comes a point in time in every man and woman's life where they've got to quit the game. You know, they got to have the kids and settle down with the white picket fence, the tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, the Spud McKenzie dog, all that stuff. If you gentlemen had to quit the game for one of these two ladies... Who would you quit the game for? And your answers don't have to be different. They can be the same. It doesn't matter. Would you quit the game for, and I call this one the, 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 the 40 and up edition. Would you quit the game for Halle Berry or Gabrielle Union? The choice is yours, gentlemen. First question is, how old are they? Ooh, that's a very good question. So I know Gabrielle is like 41 as of right now. And I think Halle, don't quote me on this. She's either, I think she's either in her late 40s or early 50s. So. Are we talking our current? Current age. Current, current age. age. 
Would I quit the game for either of them? Or if I had to pick? If you had to pick between one of those oh, two. Oh, man, I'm going with Gabrielle. You're going with Gabrielle? Yeah, sorry, Wade. <laughs> what were you, Clint? What do you say? I'm going with Halle, man. I was brought up in an era where, you know, Halle was just the example for every perfect black woman. So right, right, right. I'm going with Halle Berry. I can wake up to her in my kitchen every morning. I'm sure any man can. <laughs> and to be honest, I thought about this on the way here. I wasn't sure which one I was going to choose. But... I'm gonna have to say Gabrielle. Whoa. Mainly, and it has nothing to do with looks, it has nothing to do with career or anything like that. The deciding factor. Let me hear it. Is because of the divorce rate that Hallie has gone on in her last tumultuous relationship. She never she, had a good man. Ooh, that, 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 that's very subjective, though. That, that, that's very subjective. I mean, but think about it. Dwayne Wade hasn't been the best husband slash boyfriend to Gabrielle. Definitely not. So who's to say? Because think about it, she's been divorced like what two, three times, and I'm a little iffy on that. If it weren't for that, my odds-on favorite would be Hallie, nonetheless. I mean, come on, man! Like Swordfish, uh, she was a Bond girl, uh, Monsters Ball. I love that. Um, she looked good in Catwoman, but that movie was crappy, so we'll leave that alone. Um, she is it's endless, man. Uh, what's the movie? Boomerang? I mean, there are so many, man. Classics. But nonetheless, we got to keep it moving. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we have the, the collective of, of Casey and Clinton of Iron Teal in the building right now. But we got to get to some tunes right now. So what that means to the next tune that we are about to play right now is from my man, Big Crit. And this one's called Soul Food. So keep it locked. Because after the break, we have Trip Talk. Three topics in three minutes. Keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE. <coughs> Pardon me. 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM and you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show. I still got uh, Clinton and Casey of I Run T.O. Clothing. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? What's going on? It's pop in Toronto. You already know what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Trip Talk. All right? So that's three topics in three minutes. You already know how we do with this segment right here. So uh, with that being said, let's get right to it. So first topic we got to get to, man. We got to talk about this boy, Tiger. All right. Tiger is in is is he's he's a troubled youth right now. Okay, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. So, on top of only selling a mere twenty two hundred copies of his latest album within the first week, he has now been caught. We can't even get through this right now. He has been caught sexting um, a certain individual, and no, it's not Kylie Jenner, which which uh, presents a problem. He's been uh, sexting a uh, transgendered individual, all right? Wow. Now, not only that, but he's been sending her, you know, uh, pictures of his um, genitalia, as we'll call it, and then she's been sending some pictures back. Now, his lawyers are trying to allege that these pictures uh, aren't of his design. Yet, when someone has that many tattoos on their body, one can only speculate, <laughs> at the very least, that they are the person in question. Um, so, gentlemen, what is your take on Tyga? Clinton, we'll start with you, man. man Tiger is the new age Chris Brown, man. It's, it's his time. You know, it's his time to make mess. And he's just doing a bad job at it. Like, just Tiger and all the celebrities. Like, how do you do that? Like, you have, you have a Jenner. You don't, you don't need to do that. You, right? you got a Jenner. Like, that's it. <laughs> You got the right Jenner. Oh, man. It's not, like, it's, not like, it's not only that he has the right Jenner, but it's just like you stuck with her for I don't know how long just so you can wait until she's 18 so that it can be legal for you guys to do whatever. Like you pretty much broomed and sorry, groomed her up as if she's like a draft prospect. And now that she's ready to be taken out of the D-League into your starting five, you basically <laughs> sign another free agent. And you run amok. What are you doing? I mean, Casey, what do you think about this? He's definitely, he's public enemy number one right now as far as hip-hop goes. Like, nobody really is interested in him mm-hmm. as much as beforehand. He dropped from Young Money. He's honestly a bore when it comes to the mic right now. Um, he's always been a bore in my opinion. Yeah, in my, in my own opinion. I don't know. Like, he, like, when it comes to, ma- yeah, rich niggas making bad decisions. That's a perfect, exactly. perfect That's- way to describe that. 
And let's keep in mind his ex, his baby mom's like, oh, yeah. his, uh, his, his, I don't know. He's, he's confused. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man married, I'm like, okay, he didn't marry the girl, but she, she's a famous, a world famous stripper and he had a kid by her. Is this like a light skin tatted up type of thing that's going on around? Like I, like I usually don't comment on the shade thing, but like I have to know. Is this like a, like a millennial thing? I'm a millennial as well. We all are, but like it's in the blood. Oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. Like, so you mean to tell me you have a Jenner, a Kardashian slash Jenner, whatever you want to call it? That is your gold mine, but you decide to send dick pics essentially. <laughs> To a transgender person, you know, if that's your thing, so be it, Mr. C. But nonetheless, you decide to mess up in the worst way, and you already have a kid from another relationship with a woman who just so happens to be the world famous stripper, China. Yeah. Wow. In all seriousness, Tiger should go underground for a couple of years. Yeah, a couple. I'll put him in there for a decade if we have to, man. Turn him into Shine Poe, have him convert to Islam or Judaism or whatever the case that he was doing, man. Just. Do something right with your life, man. That's all I gotta say. Hire a PR, man. Oh yeah, like yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like Chris Brown is his PR, and that's the first problem. <laughs> that's the problem right there. That is the first problem. And with that being said, let's keep it moving, man, because this is depressing me. Um, speaking of depressing, actually, no, I'm not gonna talk on that just yet. I'm, I'm gonna save that for the last one. Um, let's move on to more uh, things of the romantic side. Um, Joe Budden uh, was on his podcast earlier this week. By the way. I did not know that Joe Budden had a podcast. Um, he was on this podcast this week. Nobody did. did right? Um, <laughs> discussing um, the relationship between Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj. And he was basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing, mind you, that uh, he, whatever he sees Meek Mill in his little romantic phase, whatever you want to call it, it makes him sick to his stomach. And that he'd prefer to see the rugged Meek Mill that he's used to listening to because he can't put two and two together. And that he should... Be the rugged Meek Mill because that's the Meek Mill that Nicki Minaj apparently fell in love with. Uh, and then Meek Mill kind of retorted back and saying that Joe Budden is whack, yada, yada, yada. And so it's just a little war words between the two right now. So, uh, gentlemen, what is your take on this? There's quite a few things that's wrong with the whole scenario. Talk about first, it. Talk like, about oh, it. man, first of all, Joe Budden talking about love. Uh, if I recall properly, he was the man that was like head over heels for Tahiri like not even that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um I remember hearing a story about him falling asleep, like he was doing some soccer shit, like he fell asleep under her bed and he was found out. And then it's like, okay, man, what's your problem with Meek? Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, he has his history of whatever, man. But for real, like, for real, it's Nicki Minaj. Are you going to doubt anybody who gets into a relationship with her? Like, who Mm -hmm. is she really known for, right? Yeah. So (laughs) Joe Budden's out of everybody to make those comments, man, he should probably been the last right clinton what do you say about this to be honest with you i haven't heard much about joe budden since pump it up (laughs) (laughs) but but you know what you don't you don't need to be getting into the man's love triangle you're not her mom you're not her younger sister you're not his brother like that has nothing to do with you you're not an an mmg like why are you doing this are you dropping an album or something like what's going on you know what he's doing, actually? He's prepping up for another VH1 reality show. It's called Couples Therapy. So, <laughs> the irony in all of this, a horrible. man who is starring on a show called Couples Therapy is trying to create to critique another man's relationship, saying how it's mushy to see him being in love and it's not a good look for him. Yet, this is the same guy who is not only on Couples Therapy, but... He was also on a couple of seasons of Love and Hip Hop, which is the worst oh my thing that happened to hip hop since Flavor Flay. The worst. He has gone on domestic uh, violence, sorry, domestic violence disputes with Tahiri, in which she elaborated in saying that she went to the ER because of him. He once had a woman go through a miscarriage because he was propped up against her body while she was on the floor, which created a traumatic experience nonetheless. And on top of that. Half of the content that you hear on his mood music mixtapes are dedicated to the women that he was dating in the first place. So he is in no position. He is a very well-confused individual. Very. Um, if, if he's listening right now, Joe, I suggest, man, do something to make money away from TV. If you got to make music, man, stick, like, stick with it. Like, only do that, man. Nobody really cares for your opinions too much. Like... If you wanted people to care, like you should have done this like ten years ago when exactly. people were really listening. 
like when you speak on Slaughterhouse now and like where he's at, I'm not even sure if he's still there. Like he's definitely not even at the top. And like what like what's his priorities? And he needs to get his priorities right because I'll say he's about Buddy. He's a very talented rapper. I, I'm not going to take that away from him, yeah. but because he lets so many things distract him, it. Boggles my mind. You know what he is? He is the rap version of J.R. Smith. <laughs> he is taking shots. Well where said. He doesn't need to take <laughs> well shots. Said. All right? He is taking shots where he well doesn't need said. to take shots. That is, that is actually perfect. All that talent, <laughs> but it's not compartmentalized properly. Yeah. Like, yeah, J.R. Smith smoking weed when he's not supposed to. Right? Joe Budden talking about love when he's not supposed to. Like, come on, man. Figure out your priorities and stick to it. Exactly. Them. Create priorities and then stick to them. Yes. And as for Meek Mill, you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of Meek Mill either. But hey, if he wants to have Nikki riding around in his motorcycle with him all through Philly, have at it. You don't want to be in love? Cool. Be in love. Everyone likes to be in love. Shoot. Yeah. That's always a good look. I mean, mind you, you know, like the girl that he's dating right now, I wouldn't necessarily date her because she's not my cup of tea. But hey, if he prefers fake butts and Mark Simpson weave tops, have at it, Hoss. That's all you, Playboy. And on that final note, uh, one more thing that we got to get to, um, Bill Cosby. Now, this one right here, this one upsets me. It doesn't only upset me, but it also upsets black America as a whole. Um, Bill Cosby. Uh, so statements came out earlier this week that uh, he filed in a disposition uh, to a court, to a courtroom back in 2005 that was just released to the public today that he did order a shipment of what are called quaaludes. So quaaludes are basically a drug that's used uh, to mellow people out. It's used to sedate people. In essence, it's used as a partial uh, gateway or sorry, gate rape drug. So. He confessed to that, that he wanted to use it in order for that fashion. So it doesn't necessarily mean exactly that all 40 accounts that he's facing are actually legitimate, but it further strengthens their case nonetheless. And one has to think that even though they are out of the statute of limitations, meaning that he cannot be charged and prosecuted for it, if they're still coming uh, forward after 40 years that this happened, then one has to think that at least half of these cases went yeah. down. So on that note, Casey, what do you think about this? Man, looking at it, it's it's a very saddening thing because like being a black male, it's like watching TV. Like you like you watch a lot of these father figures, mm-hmm. so like you see a lot of them, and you really <laughs> hope the best for them. Like rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Like mm-hmm. he was another one. Um, he was everyone's these, uncle. Yeah, you look at these people and you look at them as um like you look at them as father figures. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for like I can't speak for myself, but a lot of people actually never had a father figure around for that. Yeah. So in that sense, it's like he's letting down a lot of people, like a lot. I mean, it's like it happened a while ago, but my man, like got to know where to put your pudding pot, bro. Oh my god, you are rude for that. This guy's a dick. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, <laughs> Clinton, what's your take on this, man? Man, growing up, you know, my dad was never there. Mm-hmm. My mom was my mom and my dad, so I never had that father figure around. So like Kay was saying and like you were saying, you know, we looked up to those guys as father figures, Uncle Phil, Bill Crosby. So Steve Harvey. So watching the Crosby show, I'm looking at him for advice, you know. I'm looking at him. For leadership. Mm-hmm. And when this news broke out, I was kind of like, I was shocked. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to react. And I was kind of like, I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what to do. I was stunned. Yeah. But uh, doing my research and from what you're telling me today, because I haven't heard from this before, I'm actually going to go home and research a little bit more about it. Because I yeah. was kind of confused on why these women took 40 years to come out of the closet and say yeah. he's doing this. Like right now, he's about to, you know, he's, gonna, he's retired. You know, he's not doing much anymore. He's about to, <laughs> you know, finish up his his bio and the fact that this comes out it's not a it's not a good way to go up but mm-hmm. you know crosby only you know if you did it or not but yeah. if you did I'm, I'm really disappointed and i'll just wait until more facts come out and i'll go from there yeah uh the interesting about that actually um He's, he's not necessarily retired per se because he was in talks with NBC about doing like another television show. Okay. But they have since pulled that plug, so to speak, because of all the allegations. Mind you, not even this one, but like the ones from previous. Mm-hmm. So NBC wants to wipe their hands clean. They don't want to be affiliated with that whatsoever. Um, the thing I hate about this the most is that he is always the first black person, the first black American to always poke and point and judge and critique the rest yeah. of black America. Pull your pants up. Hip-hop is a bad influence to the young people. This, that, and the third. 
uh, judging people's income situations based on where you live, if it's in the projects or some sort of subsidized housing. So for him to, you know, kind of poke the bear, so to speak, or to point with dirty fingers or to or the pot calling the kettle black and for us to find out that he has multiple women calling him out on rape cases. It's, it's a very bad look, to say the least, man, especially when you are looked at as somewhat of a maternal uh, parental figure or like a, a surrogate parental figure, if, if any. Yeah. So it's disappointing, to say the least. And I don't I, it's, it's very hard to get behind a person like that. Yeah, honestly, I wish he like he goes away from the limelight for the rest of like whatever he's living. in. exactly like mellow it out, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing that's advantageous for him is that. Again, he's outside the statute's limitations, meaning he can't be charged, prosecuted, or be thrown in jail for this. So I would say, you know, use that opportunity to just fade into the background, man. Just stay away from the public and just live your life in retirement. You've made multi-millions through all your yeah. movies. I mean, this is the same guy that, that brought us Ghost Dad, that brought us The Cosby Show, The Cosby Mysteries, yeah. uh, Fat Albert. The thing kids say. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, kids say the darnest things. Um, yeah. Uh, a different world actually is spun off from the Cosby show. Yeah. So it's a shame, man. So I, I hope he he does some soul searching, does right by himself and, and by other people and just just fade off fade just fade. Just fade away. Just fade away. That's all you need yeah. to do at this point in time right now. And on that note, uh gentlemen, speaking of old, I think it's time that we get old school from there. Are y'all ready to get old school? Let's get old school. Alright, man. So with that being said, it's time to get old school with the throwback Thursday track of the day. Uh let's cue that drop real quick. You already know, people. You already know how we do. Uh, hit me up at GM underscore cool on Twitter or cool underscore radio. And let me know what you want to hear for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. This track right here, this one, whoo, this one takes you back to grade nine, ladies and gentlemen. When this track came out, man, I was bobbing my head like this. I had to, like, go to school with, like, a neck brace for, like, a week, man, because it was just that hard-hitting of a record. Um, I feel like this record for this particular artist is probably his standout record. And the artist in question is probably was probably the most underrated artist of his camp during this time. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Freeway. All right. And the track that we are about to play. I got to hear this. Tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to play this one. This one features Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. We got to play what Uh, we do, man. Off of this. uh, We're going to have that on replay. Off of this 2002 (laughs) album. man. We got to get to that right now. Oh, what I liked about the video is that they incorporated characters from The Wire to, yeah. to further solidify the concepts of it, which is pretty cool. Uh, but nonetheless, we're getting to that right now. So keep it locked. We're kind of heading into the overtime edition of Cool Radio. But when we do come back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassen and man, me. It's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. Welcome back, people. Uh, I still got I Run To Yo in the building right now. Say what's up to the people. How you guys doing? It's K Coots on the mic right here, man. Shout out to Iron T.O. Right music. <clears throat> Shout out to Iron T.O. You know, we in here. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show that you've been waiting for. I know we're a little past the 9 o'clock mark, but hey, it's uh, the overtime edition, as I like to call it. So with that being said, I think it's time to close out the show like this, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to bestow upon thee the wankster of the week. Now, usually with Wankster of the Week, we like to anoint people within the urban pop culture market, you know, rappers, singers, whoever the case may be, a uh, couple celebrities here and there. But I, it's been a while since I've given the wankster to an athlete. So I think it's time that I do just that right now. So for all my basketball fans listening, you guys are going to enjoy the hell out of this. Ladies and gentlemen, the Wankster of the Week goes to none other than 
former LA Clipper star slash former Mavs star slash current LA Clipper star DeAndre Jordan. Let me tell you why this shapeshifter of an NBA player is getting the wanks of the week. DeAndre is getting the wanks of the week because he entered free agency as one of the highly sought out free agents in on the market. All right. Now, upon free agency, which starts July 1st, he was offered, verbally offered, mind you, uh, from the Clippers, a five-year deal worth $109 million. I want you guys to remember that figure. All right. Now. He was thinking about it, but then he also got offers from other teams, most notably the Dallas Mavericks, who is owned by President uh, Mark Cuban, who is one of the guest judges on uh, Shark Tank. All right. Now, he offered him four years worth $80 million. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, he's clearly going to go back to the Clippers because they're offering more money. However, him... Another player on the team by the name of Charleston, uh, or Chandler Parsons and other people, you know, kind of manipulated him and kind of gassed him up into thinking that, hey, we're going to build this team around you. You're going to be the man. And all DeAndre wanted was to be the man. Now, here's the issue with DeAndre Jordan. He is a very good defensive player. He will block shots. He will jump through the roof. He is very good when it comes to being a natural athlete. The only problem is he does not know how to score on his own unless he is getting the ball you know, up in the air from Chris Paul or Blake Griffin, he can't score on his own. He cannot do a turnaround jumper. He can't post up, and he sure as hell can't shoot any free throws. Tell him to shoot a free throw and tell me how high I can jump. <laughs> Not very high in comparison to him. Now, moving forward, now that you know that little bit of dialogue. Um, so he decides to verbally agree to Mark Cuban and the Mavericks organization that he will sign a four-year deal worth $80 million on the delusions of grandeur saying that he will be the man. Now, this is a case of biting the hand that feeds you because how dare you turn down five years, $109 million uh, for a chance to be a centerpiece of what could be a championship caliber team. Now, everyone is losing their minds and Twitter, social media, they're going ham. However... On July 8th, which was yesterday, as per time of this recording, he allegedly made a call to Doc Rivers, who is the general manager and the coach of the LA Clippers, and said to him, I think I made a mistake. When he said that, the entire Twitter sphere blew up. Everyone on the Clippers play on, on the on the Clippers side of things, everyone on the Dallas Mavericks side of things were trying to recruit this guy to their respective teams. So what ensued was a meeting at his own house with the Clippers. Apparently, Blake Griffin was there. Doc Rivers was there. Chris Paul was there. They even barricaded the door to have this little meeting. All right? Now, suffice to say, the meeting went well because he ended up verbally agreeing that he would resign with the Clippers. Now, first of all, you gave your word to not only the Mavericks organization, but you gave your word to the Mavericks Fans and their hopefuls in saying that you would be a part of their rebuilding process. You lied. Secondly, not only will you be going back to the Clippers, which sounds like a good thing, but now you're going back for less money because here's the caveat, ladies and gentlemen. He will resign with the Clippers, but this time it will not be for five years. It will not be for $109 million. No, he will be resigning for four years for $84 million. So essentially, you said bye-bye to an extra $25 million that you could have put in your daughter's college fund. Why? Because you are indecisive. Which is why I have to give you the wanks of the week. Because you virtually pissed away an extra $25 million. Alright? There are players out there who will never see that kind of money. Hell, Lou Williams signed to the Los Angeles Lakers for $21 million for three years. And that, and you know, sure as hell, that he is never getting the ball unless he's coming off the bench. Or unless Kobe ruptures an Achilles tendon or something other than that. Maybe his ego. Who knows? By the way, I hate the Lakers. They suck. On that note... DeAndre Jordan, for being, you know, in, uh, not negotiable, for being unsavvy when it comes to business, and for being a double Dutch skipper, you are getting the wanks of the week. Also, to say that you want to be the man when you can't even create your own offense, please, I have a better chance of getting, I have a better chance of getting the globe inside a hoop than you have at a basketball. That is how bad it is. You can switch up your hands like Tristan Thompson all you want, but it's not going to happen because you, sir, are not a max player. You are, yeah, you're kind 
of like in that between area, but not enough to be committing a bidding war and for having people to be switching sides. Like it's, I don't know. I can't really think of any more clever metaphors. I'm just so, you know, flabbergasted at this entire ordeal that you put everyone through. But it was entertaining. I will give you that. But nonetheless, you are getting this wankster. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course. And on that note, we're going to drop that W one more time. Just like this. Gentlemen, your take on this. Well, when I when I woke up yesterday and I had my data off throughout the day and I turned it back on, I got a memo saying that uh, the Clippers are going to have a second meeting with DeAndre Jordan because apparently he's having second thoughts. And I was I was shocked. I didn't know they they're even allowed to do this. Once you make a verbal commitment to a cut to a city to a fan base to a general manager at that level and you have your agent and everything it's it's it's, it's confirmed so the fact that he had a second meeting with the clippers i was kind of like well what what's going on here like what are what are we in for and then on top of that there was a there was a twitter war going on with a whole bunch of emojis yeah. with um the dallas players and the clippers players so i was I was wondering what the hell is that all about? Shouts to banana boats, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> then what, what put the icing on the cake was apparently Blake got inside to the meeting in DeAndre's house in Texas. So DeAndre was already in Texas. He left LA. He was already in his house in, in, uh, in Texas. So when I heard that Blake was inside his house and he barricaded the door, I was like, what's going on? Like, this is ridiculous. And throughout the whole day, uh, Mark Cuban has been trying to get a hold of DeAndre Jordan, and he couldn't even pick up the phone as a man or his agent couldn't even pick up the phone and let him know what's going on. I think that's pathetic. That's not good for the sport. That's not good for the business. And that's why you guys have agents to handle the situation. So that's my take on it. DJ, you, you need to get your priorities straight, man. Right. Um, Casey, your take. Yeah, no doubt. Like in the future, man, somebody take the mic away from him. Like don't put him in front of a camera. Like, mm-hmm. Give everything like for him in writing, so it could be checked over three, four, five times. Um, DeAndre, man, honestly, I hope you don't win anything over there for the next four years. I'm sorry, but kind of a dick move. DeAndre, yeah, um, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Kendrick Perkins. A big man. In, intelligence does not run well within centers, and maybe that's why centers were taken off the All Star balloting voting. Who knows? Maybe they weren't smart. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't. These. That's probably one of the most. I think this is like the worst. That's like the worst free agent blunder since the decision. Since yeah. then, yeah, definitely. Since then, ah oh, man, I don't know, man. That's that's just wild. But anyways, uh, before we sign off, gentlemen, uh, where can the people reach you on social media? You can find me personally at Kcoots, K-A-Y-C-O-U-T-Z, at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm all over. You can check out the main pages of Iron T.O. on ironteoclothing.com sorry, mm-hmm. and on our Facebook group. Everything from Facebook and Instagram, it all falls under Iron T.O. Mm-hmm. So look us up, Iron T.O. on Instagram. Check out our website, <laughs> ironteoclothing.com. Um, Caravana's coming around, so all you island people, we're bringing out a new island logo. Check it out. It's going to be dope. And uh, visit our website. Everything's there. We're out. That's what's up. And gentlemen, thank you for coming through. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah, you're welcome to come through anytime. Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Um, as for yours truly, you already know. Um, going forward, we are back at this original time slot from 8 till 9 p.m. You already know what it is. T- prime time, baby. You know how we do. Um, follow me on Twitter at DM underscore cool. Also follow the show at cool underscore radio. Follow us on SoundCloud again at cool underscore radio for full podcast in case you missed this one and other ones in the past. And also uh, subscribe to us on YouTube at cool underscore radio to catch video clips of past episodes as well uh we will be back next week for another live episode you already know how we do but it's that time where we've got to go once again it is your man dm cool keep it gravy and wavy we are out of here peace